dry aged steak. Mm-hmm. What do you mean? Like, did you dry age it or like you specially bought dry aged steak? I bought it. Well, you don't uh-huh. eat dry aged steak. You're a food man. <laughs> do you not eat dry aged steak? I just I don't even know I don't even know how to buy dry aged steak. What does that even really mean? I thought that was just something butcher, that they put on menus. You go to the butcher and you ask for a dry aged ribeye, and it tastes funkier. It's like steakier. It's, Where do they uh, keep them? Right up front at the uh, local. I mean. God, I mean, look, man, I, I don't know what sorts of butchers you're shopping at. I mean, <laughs> this is like a local butcher. This is like you went to like Vons and to the butcher. This is a local butcher. Zone. It's a Diablo Foods locally. It's and like it's just like a butcher. Yeah. By the way, didn't you go to La Jolla Country Day when you were a little kid? Or am I misremembering? I that? did. I went for one year. Yeah. Did you know they have the best women's basketball team in the country? Plum. Plum came out of uh, Country Day. Kelsey Plum. Kelsey Plum. Uh, we're a uh, national Plum? champion. Well, now <laughs> Move Insole's new endorser is Jada Williams on the uh, Country Day School team. And she's given she's on the, she's in high school. Yeah. And she's given the Move wow. Insoles to all her teammates. Oh, and these are your insoles. So this is like she's yeah. like she, you love her. This is big. I, I'm a big fan. I'm a huge fan of hers. <laughs> She has a personality, but it's weird because she's a 17-year-old girl, and they're doing little <laughs> reality TV videos of their, um, I'm going to start recording, of their uh, season, and uh, it's just very yeah. strange, because this is something that didn't exist before, where um, high schoolers are getting paid money to be endorsers, and... Yeah, where where underage people are working. I think there's a, a <laughs> word for that. It's called efficient. Um, <laughs> Contributing. Child contributions. Child contribution. But it's very... We're not recording, yeah, are we? Yeah, we're recording. <laughs> I mean, the only thing... Yeah, I don't I don't know. I mean, it's well, okay. maybe we'll talk about this. Well, maybe we start right now. All right. All right. And you're recording locally. I'm going to record locally. Oh, my God. I totally forgot. I just left. This just reminds me that I just left pork belly in the trunk of the car. Um, (laughs) One second. Well, because I'm going to sous vide the pork belly. Wait, I go to when you left in the trunk. I'm a member of a temple. I'm going to sous vide that beef belly. Um, oh, man. no. Trafe. Yeah. It's trafe. So trafe. So trafe. <laughs> Asher's got all kinds of questions. I know people are bored by any sort of anecdote you tell about your own kid, but, but this one's hilarious. Yeah, this man. one's funny. There, there's a rabbi. There's a rabbi, Greninger, uh, who tells stories of the Torah and then he'll relay them. And, um, uh, he referred to the story of the Maccabees and said at the end that there was a, Allie, what did he say? Uh, Asher and his tale of the Maccabees. I mean, so far the story is great. The listeners love how the story. 
Only thing less is enough more than a story <laughs> oh, okay. about a child. Yeah. It's a story about a child that one parent forgets <laughs> and has to ask the other parent to tell Well, them I wanted the context exactly because he, he was telling a story of the right, Maccabees right. and he, he told it as that they were in trouble. But then there's this guy called God and he helped them out <laughs> and, and killed their enemies. <laughs> Yeah, but this guy, have you heard about this guy? <laughs> That's how I heard my son referred to it. My son referred to it as like helps. My... This guy comes in, <laughs> he helps the good guys, he kills the bad guys, yeah. doesn't give a fuck, dude. Yeah, yeah. I think he, he referred to God as this guy <laughs> called God. Um, That's really funny. Yeah. He's really into money, Asher is, because he's really leaning into this whole being Jewish thing. But he's really into it. Oh, yeah. And um, he likes the the faces and the presidents, and he's into it. And mm. uh, my aunt um, just interjected as he was sort of showing off, and I was like a little party trick showing off the different presidents. And one day, you know, there will be a woman president, and, you know, it's a shame there's no woman president. He's four. He doesn't, you know, he's... <laughs> First of all, at four years old, he's a little reactionary, and he doesn't think there should be a woman president. He doesn't think that's a good idea. Uh, is that true? I have no he idea. He thinks it should be. I have no idea, but I, I think like if I quizzed him or if I asked him what he thinks on the matter, um, I that's uh, look, they're very traditional at four years old. Um, <laughs> that's how they're born. They're born traditional. They're born you learn. Progressive you gotta, values. yeah, you've got to socially engineer it engineer it out of them but no it's just this i think it's just too much information to take you just gotta like that they're into something and that they're retaining information and then you can i don't know lament the 2016 election in front of them when they're seven i guess instead of four god there's just so much information that kids have to catch up on there's so much bullshit that they have to learn about i guess that's what history is right it's just like all this like dumb bullshit that happened that like i guess we have to keep keeping track of because it's important but a lot of it was just dumb i mean it was just like a dumb thing well, what that do you mean that, that it's... everybody remembers for some reason what do you mean that it's dumb though um i don't know like most things that happened in history were like stupid you know like why did we i don't know like like you know it's interesting <laughs> it's stupid but it's interesting and it just shows you that time is a flat circle um i'm i was recommended this book by this guy luke burgess and it's on mimesis it's on how things go viral um and -hmm. how we look to models and i mean models not in the literal sense but this story it's in the literal sense where uh lucky strike wanted women to smoke because in the early 1900s there was a taboo against women smoking it was thought thought to be gauche Mm -hmm. and they went we want to make more money if we get women smoking oh my we're gonna make so much money so they concocted this display at the easter parade i think it was in the 1920s um and the easter parade back then was a big big thing it was on par with the thanksgiving day parade and Hmm. they planted these models to whip out cigarettes spontaneously um and light them up and smoke them like in the crowd yes yeah they were were on a float they were on a float and on that float they just whipped out the cigarettes and they started smoking them and they referred to the cigarettes when asked by the media, asking them about this shocking display. And media was planted as well. This was all astroturfed. And they, the thing was and they were told to refer to them as torches of freedom and to tether it all to the suffragette movement and the idea that, women's that this was striking a blow against sexism because women had been told right. that they couldn't be smokers. Well, guess what? 
we can be smokers too. These aren't cigarettes. These are, you could just hear Don Draper making the pitch. It's not a cigarette. <laughs> it's a torch, a torch of freedom, a torch of my, um, a light, a beacon towards my, liberation. It, it's the, I don't know. Or, like that's dumb. I don't know. Like everything in history is dumb. Like the, like wars are dumb. World war two was dumb. Like, why did they do that? Like it, but like we have to remember it. Cause like, it was important or whatever, what? but like, is are it, you trying to? I'm pretend, not saying. Like are you trying to be? A, are you doing a portrayal of a dumb guy right now? Are you? Are you a character in Idiocracy right now? Is like, it's like, no. Well, it? look, I mean, like, what I'm saying, what I mean is, like, there's we just like there's all this baggage. Like history is just like humanity's baggage, mm. and it just makes me. And then it's like funny that we have to try to like catch Asher up. Mm. We have to catch our kids up on all this bullshit that happened before them. But a lot that, of it like, is the sucked. coolest stuff because. War, yeah, it's like war is terrible. Whatever, but... War is terrible, but it's the most fun thing to learn about. Um, that it's true, but it's like, but if you try, you know, but like, imagine you're trying to like catch him up on something that, on like, you know, like why Pearl Harbor happened, and it's like, yeah. well, okay, so uh, there was this. Okay, well, hold on. So the first, the Germany was thought it, <laughs> they were strong in the early 1910s, but then they, you know, like, but it's just like all this, like, what, like, who cares? Why did they want to do any of those things? Well, why are any of these things? It's just like a bunch of dumb shit some people decided to do that now we remember forever. Well, and like, wh why does Asher give a shit? Well, I think that's how a lot of kids feel. And I think knowing of history has fallen by the wayside. And you see those, <laughs> um, you see Gen I guess Z. I'm promoting ignorance. Yeah, you see Gen yeah, Z kids so. getting quizzed and they just know nothing. Um, and that's become yeah. its own genre. Similar to Jay Leno would do I'm the, uh, the street, not... street, what was it, the street talking? Or I can't even remember what it's called. Yeah, jaywalking. Jaywalking and they don't know anything. And Gen, Gen Z yeah. and younger, they just don't, they don't know anything. I, I guess I'm not... I'm not saying it's not important. I'm not saying history isn't important. I guess I'm just sort of saying it is funny that like we just the whole it's just a practice of catching children up on all the bullshit that we did. Yeah. You know, and like all this bullshit that other people did. And like, I don't know. It's just really funny to have to do that. Well, <laughs> I but uh, you, don't you need to know where you are in the world and have some sort of understanding of context? Yeah, yeah, no, you totally do. It's just very funny that it like it gives importance to some shit that was just like the impulses of a man. Yeah, you know, like Napoleon, it was just the impulses it, of a man because of how he was like raised or something, and now we have to remember it forever. I mean, I'm I'm fascinated about who's influential. I was just uh, Rob Henderson, who I've had on the podcast, was reading about Karl Marx's life, and it's just fascinating to just see details of a guy who changed world history just through mm. a concept. And he's this just slovenly loser uh, living in a <laughs> London apartment in the mid 1800s. And okay. Well, is this weird that the thing I was most struck by when reading about Marx's life, it's weird to me that he had an apartment in the 18, in the mid 1800s. I, I don't, <laughs> I don't imagine family home. Why didn't he have a garage? Yeah, well, I there's something odd to me. It sounds so modern that Did you know that Marx didn't even have a lawn? Did you know that? It's strange. Well, it's strange to think of him living in Marx London. Marx didn't hose anything. He didn't use a hose on anything. It's odd thinking about him in London living similarly to how we lived in New York in our 20s, Matt. That you're you're in your apartment. <laughs> like a shithole. Yeah, you're in your shithole apartment in London and it, it, it just, I just made me wonder, oh, what was it like to be in London in the uh, 
mid 1800s i it's not i bet it, i bet it rolled dude london i bet london was like fun and shit as long oh as yeah well like they didn't have a shit. civil war like we were about to they were just doing whatever <laughs> whatever it was they did i mean i feel a little bit like yeah we don't we ignore what all the rest of the world did during the civil war time they were fucking yeah we have it. no idea what they did i mean we we sort of just think about their two world wars but um i have a little bit of that i i really like midnight in paris i like how in wow enraptured wow you're gonna talk about a woody allen movie yeah wow yeah well Mu- wow Musco- that, that my mom loved well now that what a delight going to see midnight in paris with my mother a, one of the great movie going experiences like a perfect movie to take your mother oh to. god she probably loved it my wife loves midnight in paris she loved it it's you know what it's yeah, a great. delightful movie it really is Oh, absolutely. Not a rewarding paced excellently. Not a rewarding role for Rachel McAdams, who just plays the uh bitchy, bitchy wife that you have to leave <laughs> or love interest. Um Yeah, that's really weird that Woody Allen portrayed a woman like that. I know, it's strange. Um although, you know, I don't think in Annie Hall that Annie Hall is the bad uh is bad. I think that's not really the moral of that. I mean, what do you think about Annie Hall? This was obviously the subject that we were going to approach first. Yeah, as a comedy people tune in for as, well you're a comedy writer i don't really i'll be on i'm on it my shitty take on annie hall is i actually don't remember it very well it wasn't really a memorable movie to me really <laughs> i don't know why when i saw it i was like yeah that's fine but like the only scene i remember is the lobster thing ah and i guess when they go to that like the the vegan cafe that was kind of funny you don't remember him imagining himself as a hasidic jew when he's at the her wasp family you don't remember uh you don't remember one of his lovers referring to basketball a bunch of as a bunch of pituitary cases trying to stuff a ball through a hoop you don't remember no that's good you don't remember that's i mean you would remember that yeah i would remember that yeah ethan has annie hall memorized yeah keep going Keep going. Uh, Keep remembering. <laughs> remembering Andy. You don't remember them playing tennis, dude. Dude, I have this friend, dude. He fucking remembers Andy Hall, man. He remembers, <laughs> dude. Do it, Ethan. Do the okay, thing. Okay, do the thing okay. Where you remember Andy okay, Hall. Do another one. There's do a scene one. where they're playing tennis in a massive indoor facility, as you would see in New York. See, City. see, see, Very dude. He remembers Andy Hall, dude. They go to Los Angeles at some uh, point. That's uh, also interesting. Um, there's this scene where he gets another love interest before he's going to go on uh, to do his set, his comedy. And he completely guesses the entire background of the girl. Um, and, uh, you know, what, what is it? The, uh, the socialist. Uh, I'm trying to remember the Ben Sean. <laughs> do you, he's trying to remember. This is your whole thing is that you do remember. I don't remember all he's of it. He's a fraud, ladies I and gentlemen. Remember, he doesn't I don't, remember I don't, Annie I don't, Hall. I don't remember all he's of it. He's trying Hall. to remember it. He's trying to remember Annie Hall. Hall. Okay, but here's the thing. You, <laughs> this episode has become here's about something thing. that I couldn't have anticipated, which is your no. um contemptible rejection of history and its importance you're a comedy writer so much of modern comedy came from annie hall yes it's a very influential movie i agree i wouldn't reject one of probably honestly bad that i don't really remember it one of the remember match point better one of the 10 most influential movies yeah probably but not to me motherfuckers anything you see of me there's no traces of that Fucking monster, Woody! Allen. <laughs> <That> <laughs> I assure you, I've forgotten anything. Are you been supposed to by. think he did it or not? Are Are you supposed to just never address if you uh, think he did it and treat uh, him like he did it? 
Yeah, I think you're supposed to do that, but I don't know. I mean, he did, he was like a creep, man. Everybody said like his like everybody there says he's a creep. And what do you mean he did it? He married his daughter. Like he did it. But aren't it's, there it's specific a, things he's accused of that are? Yeah, he like abused the. Yeah, he abused his children. He's, he's clearly a, sexually I mean, weird. Bad guy. I mean, he mines his sexuality for yes. comedy, which is discomforting because he's such a. Rep- I don't want to say repulsive looking. It's not like I'm Brad Pitt, but you know what I mean. It's you don't want to think about Woody Allen mm. having sex. You just don't. That's mm. not something you want to think People about. People did the first time, which is weird. yeah. They he thought was he was hot because he would uh, he would talk about these things. He was so confidently diffident that uh, it really it really worked for him. Um, but mm. yeah, I think a lot of the way Annie Hall is with the breaking the fourth wall um, and the sorts of jokes, uh, it was new. It was a very new thing, and that's something yeah. we almost need a word for that. The lack of appreciation for something that was influential because it's been so influential that you can't even understand that it was new. Yeah, because you couldn't. Yeah, and that happens. I feel like that's constantly people like and you see a movie and it was referenced so much on Animaniacs that you like feel like you know it. But like it's like it was groundbreaking at the time or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's hard to have that perspective looking back of oh my god this is this is so new and in general it's hard to have that perspective on what the past was like i'm going through that right now or something i'm really trying to convey in what i'm writing is this is what the early 2000s were like it was an entirely different mm-hmm. cultural landscape that i think would be unimaginable describing to a bored high schooler what american culture was like when we were in high school we could say it they probably wouldn't listen, but it just wouldn't. I think it would be unbelievable to them. It would be surreal. Well, I think the Woodstock 99 documentary captures it pretty well. This is like the like, fuck you attitude that like middle fingers to everybody attitude that we had for like no good reason. <laughs> I think that was like a huge part. of People it, still it do that like, kind of photo. And it's it's cringe because you'll see older millennials and do the double bird. And it's just what is this? Double, like, what is this sort of fingers. LARPing rebellion? Fuck you, dude. Like, fuck, hate, like, like fuck hating, this photo that I'm in. Rallies and like, yeah, I don't know why. It was like, Daria. Somehow that like <laughs> la, 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 this, la. I guess, but like with less values and just like everyone was like, fuck everything. Well, I, I I wanna, oh, wait, wait, here. Okay. 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 So I have a transition. I have a transition. I have a transition. You've got a transition. Fucking do it. So that was this culture of nerds making culture for us and trying to psyop us into hating jocks. You've been big on the concept <laughs> of Instagram being made by nerds in a way that elevates jocks which is this grand irony and now yes with this ai right we have as it was described uh the um trying to the shape rotators have made a word cell was the description all oh, right yeah, yeah um why can i never get the acronym right is it gpt gtc yeah GPT cbd chat, oil gpt chat 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 gpt chat yeah. gpt uh, yeah chat it, gpt it's WD-40. the 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 sciency nerds um have gotten into the lab using their math skills and have cranked out something that just bullshits essays um and superficially sounds smart will not be in smart it's it's i think that's the thing it's just an incredible bullshitter I think it's like they've made like the, the a ro- like the ultimate bullshitting robot. Well, and like, and if they haven't, they're well on their way. 
Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's, they've got to iron out a few of the edges on it, but it's just like, it totally is the ultimate bullshitter. It's it like it, it, I think the general consensus people are now using it for like a week or whatever is that it, it amazes you at first, but then when you like have it do something where like, you really know what it should be doing. You're like, Oh, wait a minute. It's like a bad this relationship. Quite right. It's like a Hold bad on. relationship. Hold on where, a second. Like I was in love at first, just but now I just see the, yes. you know, I just see the flaws and because I can't have the sex with this thing horrible. yet. Yes. <laughs> and what's the point? Can't have sex. <laughs> yes. Then, uh, that's yeah. the next, that's the next step right there. I mean, I said it on another podcast I did, but my neighbor was very unimpressed with it. And I was struck by how unimpressed oh. he was because everybody in what the valley, show him? everybody in the valley, their brains are exploding. They're going, oh, my God. Yeah, but they're like, now. everyone now is just like geared towards like looking for the next big thing now yep. that like crypto is over. I, it is like horrible to see. I do hate this trend on Twitter or whatever of people just being like, here are the 10 things AI did this week Mm. that you missed. (laughs) Like, it's just like constantly I'm seeing this shit. I'm like, what the fuck? Who the fuck are you? What kind of content mill are you making yourself right here? It's like Like, they're the, the, you know, per, I don't even know if we're including when I was talking about my son in this, but they're now the over-involved parent who's forcing you to hear about their kid the techies who have made this did you see no personality did you see what the chatbot did did you see what he did it was amazing unbelievable thread of all amazing things that chatbot did did you see this (laughs) this is changing everything like who what the fuck do you care who the fuck are you but it's just i guess they could be right i'm not dismissive an seo play on fucking twitter yeah i'm not dismissive um it seems like they're right and it seems just such a low this is what here this it's just such a low effort fucking internet right now Mm. like that's the thing it's like these like twitter has like become such a a low effort platform social media is so low effort and so low effort things are the things that you're supposed to do on them and the truth is gpt it's, it's it's i mean it was a high effort thing to make but like it just makes low effort content and so as long as the ways that we distribute content are so shitty and low effort i guess it'll it might be successful there. well my neighbor described it as this is just like a wikipedia generation of a response and he wasn't yeah. impressed to me that's impressive and no, I mean, it's like it really is. It's like finally Ask Jeeves has come to <laughs> I life. I feel like I'm the like joker. The, the promise wait, of Ask Jeeves. Wait, wait, I feel like I'm the joker when I'm giving it prompts like because I'm trying to almost break it. I wanted to see what you do. <laughs> I wanted to. <laughs> and you <laughs> riddle me this, GPT. <laughs> what do you think the was the main five reasons for invading Iraq in 2003? You can save Rachel or. You could be racist. Um, uh, well, the the prompt I, we gave it, we asked it to tell us who the greatest white rapper was, and I know that it's mm. disincentivized to have opinions, <laughs> but it 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 really couldn't do that one, and it sort of rejected the premise. It's scared of race. It's been programmed to be very scared of uh, scared of race. <laughs> scared of, of race. Yeah, it's a total <laughs> pussy about it, and it's um, which makes sense because I don't think that you can engineer it to approach such prompts with the nuance required to avoid major controversies. So I think that is what mm. they had to do, but it's definitely an Achilles heel. It can't just say Eminem. Um, it needs to freak out. <laughs> Even though everyone knows. Everybody knows. Uh, yeah. I mean, I do think it's like, I mean, it's good at 
giving you i think it needs to like cite its sources and shit mm. and like take you to but it's like good at summarizing wikipedia it's good at doing like it's like gonna replace google like i do think that that's the case part of that though is because i uh, google search i mean and i think part of that is google. google search and the quality of the internet is so low the bar is now so low google's for gotta search, be scared man. and nobody's tried i think if i was yes if i was them i would be terrified let me see what their I think stock is fully replace a lot of what is what what is with oh, these major tech companies creating a different name other than what they are um alphabet like a whole meta thing. yeah i don't know it's like what is with that um block yeah it's yeah i don't know it's so that they can do like other things but like like most of google's like other things under the umbrella like all failed and yeah, so it's just google google uh yeah google has uh gone down uh not insignificantly since this uh in the last week? Yes. Since GP. Yeah, since um really? uh November 30th it was at uh 100.99 and now at the time of this recording it's 93.71. So it is taken mm, yeah. it is taken a dip. Um and yeah. I know you're a stock man, so you follow these things. Um Yeah, but there's the only thing more boring than remembering any hall or telling somebody what your child did is reading stock market tickers. That's true. Unless it validates a narrative. I mean, this is why I want to get rich. I would love <laughs> Matt, I would love if we could just this both is why I want to get well, rich. Well, so we could just talk about what stocks to pick. That that seems fun to me. Uh, okay. That and that's enjoyable. like our whole thing. Yeah, yeah that would be yeah, good. Yeah, that'd be a cool existence. All right, wait, 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 hold on. Here, I want to get us onto our agenda. Yeah. Uh, so I do think that with the new, like the new regime at Twitter and all this shit and like, you know, I don't want to talk about the fucking Twitter files bullshit. I don't think you do. No, either. I think we barely even want to talk about Elon Musk. Like who cares about all this shit? I, I mean, I've talked covered. about, I've we given my, I've shit. given my take in another podcast already, which is that the liberals are kind of right. That's my take. That's my hot take. Um, they're kind of right, mm -hmm. which is, that well, they can't admit in, some of the ways in which as. they're right, but this has been their keep and it is dangerous for them for this to be his keep. And he is signaling that he's kind of right wing and he's not owning that. Nobody is really owning anything. That's what's happening is that he's not really owning that. He is their enemy. He is saying, I'm a centrist and I voted for Biden. And you know, here's this really right wing meme and he's not really owning it yeah here's a pep yeah. yeah he's just being he's not obnoxious. and they're not owning that they have used this medium towards partisan ends and ideological ends uh quite consciously for a while and that it's not been this just neutral this neutral terrain and that this has been they've been well but this is i mean this okay we'll keep, keep yeah they've been playing on they've been playing on rookie mode and they don't really want it to be shifted to all Madden, um, to use an analogy that works for <laughs> almost nobody. Well, but, but this idea that it's neutral is insane. It, it, like, this, this is, is where like I agree not... with you, by the way. It can't be. And that's the... It's, no, it's just a... It can't possibly be. It's an editorial-based website. Like, I mean, this is like my whole thing, yeah. right? Is that Twitter is just a shitty website. It's a media website where everybody writes for them for free. Like, that's what it is. Yeah. Like, don't think of it as, like, the global public square or, like, some free speech bastion. It's just, like, a shitty version of newspapers and, like, of other media things, except everyone writes for it for free. But it has its own editorial voice. And, like, there are things that should be on Twitter that are... Things that are meant to be on Twitter, things that do well on Twitter are the things that are meant to do well on Twitter. 
It's one of these things. But like what? So now there's a new editor in chief and that's Elon Musk. Yeah. And so like he and he's like exerting a strong editorial force literally himself. Yeah. Like he is one of the he's a power user on the thing. Now. It's amazing how much and time he is dictating. Totally. God. But also like, Musk is the new Trump. Coincidence that, Musk like, is the new Trump because we said we yes. were going to talk about him and then boom, we're just drawn into Of course it. we did. We can't. I've not. talked about exactly. him. But I keep talking about Twitter him in every does. podcast. I can't stop talking about the guy. It's yeah, impossible. He's the new he's a new needle in all of our brains. Yeah. And that like we can't like that just is defining this thing that we've decided is important. But so I want to but I do want to kind of like try to sidestep that. By talking about, because we criticize these platforms all the time, I do, but I thought it'd be interesting if we talked about what a new platform could look like or should look like. Like, what have we actually, like, learned from 20 years or whatever, 15 years of all this bullshit? And we agree that it sucks and that it's all gone wrong. And Elon has, like, a bunch of ideas for, like, or whatever. He's going to do new things. And I think some of them are dumb. I think trying to pretend and make it like a neutral place, claiming it's a public square but or whatever. Don't you like, need all to, but like don't you shit. perhaps need to pretend? If you don't pretend, then you become exclusively branded why? as the other thing. And I think that's what he's engaged. That's why he can't be honest about it because he's got to say this is a neutral place. But but why are we like trying to like ignore? Why are we trying to pretend that Twitter is something that it's not? Like, why are we trying to pretend that it is, is like a crucial to its that branding? It's to crucial me. to its branding that. But it's why? Everybody. Why is that the game that it is? But why? Because you get the most people involved. Because they and but then everyone's become, arguing about you is become this for potentially you become potentially ghettoized. That's why even when Twitter was explicitly against conservatives, they never would admit to being explicitly against conservatives. That's just not that's not good for the brand. I mean, but that's like obviously not true also, right? Because Trump became, became president because of Twitter. Yeah, but that so was before they, but that's before they changed. I feel as though that happening informed why they changed things because it occurred to them that they actually had influence on the outcomes and that before they were more laissez-faire and whatever happens, happens. And after it happened, then they felt heavy as the head that wears the crown and they felt oh my god we have to do this and that to socially engineer a society towards the right ends and in a way i don't like See, i don't the, like the narrative that you're spinning it's not a narrative, narrative it's just what it's just what happened is that it was no you're saying that it was neutral and then it became not neutral. i don't know if it was neutral i just think that it was unmolested um, I think it was, but that I think that's a complete fallacy too. I think that's believing that like like Twitter sprung from nature or like perfect, no, and then ma- it was man that defiled. No, no, it. Like, I'll that's say here's, here's like, it, it was like, built to if, be a if certain I don't, way. Tr- and, if I don't um, mow the lawn, it's just going to be what it is. Now, is that a neutral setting? I I don't I don't know. It's just nature is taking over in a way, and things are happening. There's life going on in the grass, but it's it it means that i'm not really tending to it right and i think that twitter wasn't all that tended to and then after that now see no but that's insane that's so wrong no it's completely it right was, this isn't a natural space it's like a built environment with very explicit rules yeah and those rules were like used by different people in different ways and they were designed to do certain things and believing they were neutral is is wrong Right. I mean, the reason why the Uh, true or false, true or false, Twitter, the people running it were more involved in curation after 2016 November. They were more. 
I would say that moderation became a bigger yes, deal. They were more actively curating yes. the site and moderating it. And that's what I'm speaking to. And you can admit that there's something to what I'm saying, even if you're rejecting the premise. Well, I mean, I but I think that like the way that it was before was also curated towards a certain end that it wasn't that wasn't the natural way it was prior to that max engagement was being maximized at the expense of moderation and that was also a choice mm. that wasn't neutral that was a design decision to go that direction also and so the things that the reason why trump got big on it or the reason why that 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 incendiary things got big that wasn't like naturally occurring well, that was how the platform was built in the first place and i think that they kind of caught the establishment, quote unquote, uh, napping a little bit where um, it was assumed that this was all happening in a playpen and it would never alter the outcomes of elections. And I do think that everybody deluded themselves in faith. This was the thing with Facebook too. everyone deluded themselves into believing that like the real world was in one place yeah. and the Internet was in another yes. place. And that we like kind of pretended for a while that those two things didn't directly feed into each other or that there was like another world. I like think about it like the work in the text or whatever. Right. That like the, there's like the work. There's like a the, <laughs> there's like the main thing. Mm. There's like a movie that you make. And then there's the criticism of it, the work and then the text mm. movie and then the criticism, the comments, the article and then the comment section. Right. And then but like you can't make your work dependent on the comment section and the comment section wouldn't exist without the work. Right. But those two things are independent. Sure, they kind of influence each other, but they have to pretend to be separate in order for them each to like survive. But what's happened is that the text, the comment section has I prefer, fully taken I over. I prefer it's like the there's work. the work and the jerk. You've got the the work and then you've got the jerk who <laughs> the work and the jerk. The jerk yes. No, that's way better. But the yes. And then the jerks who are fucking talking about the work. Someone put all this work into something and then the jerks are talking about it. And somehow now the jerks are more important than the yeah. works. Yeah. And 100 percent. Well, yeah. And, and so that's like what's happened. And so and that's the the low effort jerk platform. It's like jerk offs where all these jerks get off. Right. This is where this is what I think people I, seem to think is good or normal. But I to me, it's just about minimizing the importance of these things. Yeah. You we always, have to minimize the importance it, of the Twitter. The problem is there's no real way to do that. And it, I don't think that's true. And so that's why I think I think we can talk about ways in which Twitter can be better and a new social platform would be better. And I think the first thing I'll say about this, I think a few things we agree on. Uh -huh. I think we both agree that Twitter should become a subscription. Yes. And then the second thing we agree on and, is that neutrality is a fallacy. That's the second thing. Yes. Neutrality is a fallacy. Uh, so you should. But like, but that's just not to say, though, that like your platform needs to be politically aligned, you know, like something like Parler or Gab that are defined by their politics. I do think you can define your platform by something other than politics. It won't be neutral. No. But I do think you can be you you, you you can be putting your thumb on your scale towards some other ideal or some other like goal or some other identity for the thing. Do you believe in as as a liberal guy, do you believe in conquest's rule about this that any organization not explicitly and constitutionally right wing will eventually become left wing? Uh, yes, I do think that that's true, but I think, and well, I don't know. I, I do, why do you think that is? I don't, true? I don't know why it seems to be true, but I don't know why. I don't know why the drift happens, but that seems to be what happens. My, 
I think it's because uh, people who are right wing have a hard time working together because a lot of them are selfish. Oh, my God. It's like a this selfish is a, ideology. This is how you're explaining this. This, uh, well, my enemies are bad and that's why they lose because they're bad. I don't think that's I don't I, I actually don't think that so, that they would that this is a, an aqua <laughs> right wingers could be proudly right. claim to be selfish. Greed is good. They they pride the self over the others. Right, but they, they are in it more for themselves. The other side, that the other side gives in to their impulses and uh, lives selfishly and not for family and everything else. I, no, for commute. Well, but like whatever for community. But like I think everyone agrees. Like I mean, because the, the 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 worst thing you can say about liberals is that they're communists. They all want to like take what every everybody's and make it everybody's, which is like these fools that'll never work. Right. But like you agree that like the ideals of working together to do mm. things are more tend to be more espoused by people on the left than the right. On the right, it's a little bit more I, me and myself, me and my family. Yeah. You know, let's detach okay, ourselves from society. Just me on my compound and my you're, like. You're farm. onto something. You're think, onto something there, which I think that the American version of conservatism is libertarian to the point of impotence, and you're not going to see it. You're not going to see a, a conservatism like that practiced in, say, Japan. Um, uh, it's, it's going to be a more collectivist conservatism in some of these other countries. And that I, probably has a better shot of, uh, being the default mode of large scale organizations because an ethos of leave me alone, um, eventually will get out competed by teamwork. I think so. So, so that's one thing I think like organizations in general, Unless they're like very like fascist or whatever, which many are. Many are very boss driven. And that's like how Elon is like working, for example, right? It's a very like God. He's the Caesar. He bans Alex Jones, not because of any bylaws, but because that is what he decrees, which was fascinating. Right. Exactly. Totally. And unashamedly, unabashedly so. Which I again, I actually think that that is how you should run your media organization, yeah. Elon. Like you're the editor in chief. Pick well, who should be there, but it's, don't act it's like you aren't doing that. You know what? That. It's respectable. It's something that I don't I don't hate because then you've got to deal with the consequences uh, of your decisions when you embrace it. And I, I like it better than Mark Zuckerberg going Oh, I have delegated to this to a United Nations body to make the moderation decisions, and yeah, none and of this just this fallacy. None that, of like, this is my fault. Yeah, it's like this coder. It's like a coderist fetishism that you can make rules that apply to that. There should be one set of rules for everything. You know, it's like like lawyers believe this too, I guess, or something like. Or I don't know. You're setting up rules of law where like this is the rules for the game, and everything should fall under this. But that's just not true. Like when you're dealing with people, there are individual cases that are very important there are individuals on twitter who are more who are special cases in and of themselves yeah. and if you get rid of them they make the platform better like if you know that that you should squash those bugs mm. but so but hold on i do want to add one more thing because i don't think it's just selfish since i don't think all right-wing people are inherently selfish or whatever not, not all of them i think that they need to have structures in place in order to help them work together things like the church or whatever. i think we, we're things all they can come together to believe in something in order to believe in something. i think we're all inherently selfish I, and, and it's just and a matter right, of i also want to of what you very clear that also right that i think they're definitely selfish people but, but, but like why do organizations drift towards it i think that's one thing but i also just think that the dumb simple thing is if you employ young people your your organization which you will your organization will lean towards mm, the left yeah. and if you just want to employ women 
like women I are as, your organization as, will as they say a red scare uh, women are spiritual leftists by the way my mother-in-law is here and i have no idea what she thinks of this conversation <laughs> when i say something like that quoting somebody else hey anna said it <laughs> anna kachi had said it. i didn't say it <laughs> so I, anyway so I, I i do think that's true but, but, but come on I'm, I'm trying to keep us on yes, task yes. here about what we would think a, a better platform would look like. We both agree that subscription is important. For one, I think because it would minimize the the number of people that are on the platform. Yeah, this is where we're and so both like elitist. make its importance a little bit lower. We're both elitist right here. Yes, yes, we are. But I think it would also make it it would it would tend towards higher quality things because like I think everybody there would care about it more. I think that you're curating a specialer space that people are paying for. I think we both agree on those things. And then the other thing I think we both agree on is no fucking brands. Mm, yes, yes, we agree on that. that I haven't, I haven't thought about humans. it deeply, but I hate, I hate. Well, there's so much I hate about the brands, and I think that if they had operated differently, I would have been more for allowing them. But I hate how they have try to engage in cutesy millennial speak, like they're people. It's just so old, I, just dude. the it's worst. So, and you don't, so you don't follow sucks. this, but. The thing I hate most are the sports teams who do this because all I want from them, and I believe all anybody wants from them, is the highlights of cool stuff that your team did. That's all we mm. want. But they want to get cute. The free clips, they they want to yeah. get cutesy. They want to engage in dialogue. They want to talk to the other sports they team. They want to riff on memes. They want to riff on memes. It's very cringe and it. I don't it's like so it. It's so embarrassing I, for everybody. Yeah, I just, all we want are the videos of the cool sports stuff. That's really, I don't think there's a big market for what they're doing, and yet they feel they feel compelled to do it um, and be part of the conversation. Absolutely. And so I think killing brands on and, and, and not allowing them, and, and, I, and I include among that media organizations. Mm. I don't think the New York Times or Reuters or whatever should have a prop should ha should have an outpost on these things. I think if news is going to travel on Twitter, it should come from human beings sharing things from those other websites. I think that is like one of the like crucial things that will like separate the work from the jerk. The work from the jerk right? is that the jerks can share the jerks can share stuff that they saw on the greater internet, but the greater internet isn't fucking isn't cucking themselves by being on these platforms and making them their home pages. I think that is also a problem. I'm sure somebody I think we, we need to separate I'm sure things. somebody can come up with a rebuttal of why the brands should be allowed to be on Twitter. But I'm very intrigued by it. I like the idea that everybody on Twitter should be an individual. Um, but I could also see it not working out or mattering. Um, but that's the thing that we agree that's the thing I feel least fervent uh, in agreement i do believe it should be subscription i've just seen it time and time again well but you would agree but here's the thing wouldn't you want to see that tried like yeah. it does feel like we should be oh this is part of this is part of the elon right building in public or whatever he's doing where it's just trial and error sure but he's not yeah but i wish he was actually trying some shit or that it was easier to so so this is also i was i wanted to talk about post yeah so I actually think post is the opposite of everything I'm saying. Are you how familiar are I've you? I've noticed. I'm curious how post has hit your radar. I, I've noticed blue check boomers talking at post, but then they they announce they're going to post, and then I don't hear anything more. They just kind of go to post world. Mm. I don't I don't know much. So post is a new social network, and I, what's I I thought that it was it's made by the guy who made Waze. Hmm. Weird. I don't know how you feel about Waze. I don't feel a way about it. I actually was I. 
I was actually kind of always annoyed by ways mm. like uh, it like I, it didn't it always especially in L.A. It would always take me to the most annoying streets and the like interface, the UI for it was a little too cutesy. But I will say if you're stuck in a traffic jam somewhere and you want to know why or whatever Waze is very useful and fun. I have had a couple times stuck in a traffic mm. jam where everybody is like filling up the ways comments with like just like jokes and like what's going on. Huh. And it was pretty it was like funny. It was like people we were there was like an accident and like a helicopter was like coming in and we were all backed up on this mountain and people were like begging each other for like vape canisters and shit and like and cracking jokes about shit. And it was pretty funny. I mean, <laughs> and I was like, wow, that's way ways is kind of like nothing else creates a little social community virtually instantly like something while like you're ways. while you're driving that's a cool thing to be able to do <laughs> yeah right while, while you're driving. driving i was the passenger no we were stuck we were stuck okay we were stuck sure yeah yeah but i think i do think that's an underutilized thing is making like micro virtual communities you know if you're at a music festival with a bunch of people like everybody there being in like one little community or one little thing or if you're in like a park and you know i don't know i just think there's something interesting to that that isn't snap does it a little bit but anyway i thought that was cool i have another take anyway, i'm gonna man. i'm gonna derail here but I'm suspicious of communities. I'm suspicious of digital communities. (laughs) Very, very right wing of you. Well, because they're all about this and we've got this new feature. Maybe it's great that I can do a subscriber chat for my sub stack. And, you know, I'm not writing it off. I'm not saying that I won't like a chat room. You mean for subscribers and I'm not writing off the ability to potentially do that. Um, and I don't, I tend to make my comments paywalled because I don't want a bunch of comments. I don't want to be a character in the Twilight Zone who, uh, this god who makes this community that he presides over. I think that it just seems taxing. It just seems like it, it, it takes to moderate. Yeah, to moderate. And all internet communities tend to turn toxic. That's another law that's in the Conquest Law. Right. And. I'm just suspicious of it. I, I, I see it as something that's possibly going to distract me and derail me. And when it was suggested that, oh, you should get a Discord and uh, charge right. to be in the Discord, I think, um, what's his face? The information newsbreaker, not information, the uh, the uh, tech newsbreaker who has a large sub stack was saying that that was something that really drove subs for him uh, to have that Discord. Oh, Casey, yeah, Casey Newton. Newton. And I, look, that's good for him. But yeah, yeah. That's good for him, but I just don't. No, it seems I don't. It, it's, I don't it want feels it. Feels a little like, yeah. No, and I think it's good for some people. I but I agree. But you like your comments. No, I do. I, I just I, don't I, want I, it to be a community. I want to get good. Right. I want to get good comments from people that make me think. But I don't want to. Right. Th- I don't want it to become this whole other this whole other thing that I have to manage. You don't want to find about. You don't want to hear about two people who like met and got married. No, I don't want that. That's not what I want. <laughs> That's not what I want uh, because I'm reactionary and my, my you don't want to be you don't want to be officiating a wedding of two of your greatest commenters yeah. in five years from now. It would have to be it, no, it would have I to be a that... gay wedding because my commenters are about 110 percent male <laughs> predominantly male. <laughs> well, but like I know I agree. And I mean, I think some people like that kind of thing. I agree to me. That's very it's too much work. It makes it puts it's like I want to focus on the thing that I'm doing and I don't want that part of it to be a part of it. I think other people do like that part of it. 
and that's cool for them. But I don't think one size fits all, or I hope. And I don't think everything should be built to optimize for that. I think that's a problem that things like Twitch got into, where Twitch is fully optimized only for like one style of live streaming of the like subscription community involvement, like tipping and subscribing and things. And that's how every show on there has to be in order to succeed. Yep. And that's why all Twitch shows feel the same and why it's only gaming and why it's only or like it's like like hot tub girls or whatever like i do think that's a problem of like optimizing your platform to just one way of being yeah. and i think it's something that a lot of these platforms do i just think but not our dream platform well, you, that we've been I, talking I, about just, and, and i know before we return to the topic trying to break us i know back. i'm not i'm not gonna kind of let us but it threatens to one of the themes of this podcast already is the subplot overwhelming the plot and the uh jerk overwhelming the work now my readers are not yeah. jerks. They're fantastic gentlemen, all of them, 100% gentlemen. But, um, and, you know, that's the that's the gender breakdown. What can I say? But Same with the listeners of this podcast, of Same course. with listeners of this podcast. But I think that when you have, and you've seen this where you'll hear that some podcast is a subreddit, and then the subreddit eventually kind of turns on the people doing the thing. And it almost <laughs> like the subplot overwhelms the plot. And that's what I'm wary of. Yeah. I want it to... I just yeah. I, I need things compartmentalized. I just also don't want someone but like making my work their identity. Mm. I want them to like I want it to inform them and I want th and their identity and be like a cultural touchstone, be something they reference, something they really like, maybe something they share with people and, and like making it something that they really care about or that like they, or even a touchstone for their sense of humor. Like, I think that's awesome. I, this is where we but disagree. This is where we disagree. Somebody referred to themselves yeah. as a Straussaholic and I. I like that. I want uh, I'm into that. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be right, so I guess I just don't want so it. compelling yeah, guess, yeah. that I'm detrimental detrimental to the lifestyle <laughs> of my customers that they, they please, please stop making Strauss content. I my family can't make it. Please, I, I'm begging you to stop. I can't stop ingesting your content. And if I do any more, it's, I will it's, die. It's me. Or it's Strauss. You got to choose. <laughs> <laughs> the truth is, though, I do think that, like, that has happened with, like, Alex Jones and maybe even, like, Joe. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? Like, the number of people who have had, like, broken up their families because of their addictions to. Well, I think Alex Jones. Godhead figures. Jo Alex Jones. With Joe Rogan, I can't imagine breaking up. Uh, although I remember with dating, there were women saying, I don't want to date a guy if he listens to Joe Rogan. And that's some sort of litmus test and yada, 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 which mm. I think is a yeah. fundamental mistake um, and a, an assumption, a wrong assumption about what the Joe Rogan podcast is. That's like an assumption that you got reading some news outlet caricature and you don't realize that it's generally a product that is consumed on the basis of who the guest is and people jump in and this is exactly the conversation that that woman wants to avoid <laughs> <laughs> or it's a shit test it's the conversation deep down she wants if you oh, run if you run it. from that she conversation this is a whole other thing and we're, we're just jumping around I wonder if negging is effective politically. I wonder if uh, because it, it, it always seems like, especially when the Republicans try to appeal to certain groups, they fail. And once they, they got once they got more anti-Mexican and more anti-Hispanic, they did better. So 
<laughs> and I think similarly from the left, you would hear all this criticism of Karens for being racist and the problem with white women and everything else. And I think that white women have only voted made white women. Love they, they got negged yeah. they, like negging works in politics, you know, like nobody wants yeah, somebody to, to come out to them and go, I hear you and I'm with you and I'm listening to you. No, it's like, I don't even, I, guess I, I, also, want I mean, vote. I just don't, I don't even want your vote. I like, don't want politicians like, like, kowtowing to me no matter what i don't want them like courting me because i would be suspicious like why are you yeah. suddenly talking up male comedians <laughs> male white comedians like whoa, whoa, whoa. i mean no like, that would on. be very interesting if they did that in the specific but um yeah I, I that's i don't know i don't know but maybe negging works in politics it's possible uh, it, it's it needs to be tried and experimented yeah. with well, let's try this. I'm going to nag Post a little Ooh. bit right now. This Waze man and his Post. So I checked out Post. I got into the beta of this new social network Post. And at like as you just kind of said, you were like all the boomer blue checks were like, I'm going over to Post. And let me tell you, you go to Post and it feels like a bunch of boomers. Yes. It's just like insane. It's like boomer central. I mean, like it's very early. I guess they're figuring shit out. But like the all of the Posts are very large. Like the like literal size <laughs> of photos on post, and of like Mueller's about to text. drop his bombshell on post. You know that's uh, <laughs> it's, it's it imminent. does feel like it should be like yeah. You know, the only person that I that I've recognized is what's his name like Seth Abramo. Oh, that guy, Abramson, yeah, yeah. Seth Abramson or whatever. Like when, it, but like, but literally the posts just size wise are like even larger than Facebook, which just feels super boomer. And then there's just constantly like cute dog and cute cat pictures. I guess, I mean, I'm not following anybody. I don't know why or how I would find anyone to follow. So far, I haven't seen a single post on here that was at all interesting. Yeah. <laughs> but there, it, but it, it just feels, it does feel very early, but it also just feels like, I don't know, it feels like Boomer Central. Yeah. Like immediately, like that's who they courted. That's the Boomer that's Ghetto is, is what it is. It's what, well, it's what, which might what, be great, which is, but this is what I think we need to do. I think we need to separate us all off into our own websites that I guess are structured as social media, if that's how you want them to be. And I think the Boomers could have post. I think that would be great for them. You think? Like, what are they going to talk about? Yes. What's interesting to them? I don't know. John Lennon. <laughs> uh, they're going to talk about their puppies. I'm like scrolling through right it's here. It's Springsteen like, a gonna, boomer. Like, beautiful places. Is Springsteen a boomer? That's a that's a young boomer thing is Springsteen. That's an Obama uh, Obama age boomer thing. Yeah, no, but I mean, well, but also, I mean, Julie's whole family is like obsessed with Spring, is like, you know, from Jersey. Yeah. And you know what, dude? Springsteen rules, dude. I went to a show. He puts on a great show. He puts everything I'm not criticizing. I'm just trying to profile. That's all I'm yeah, doing. Yeah. I'm just trying to stereotype. I'm not trying to. Yeah. Post would be lucky to get Bruce Springsteen. That would be a big get for them. It would be. If Springsteen joined Post. But, but so my understanding, though, of the business model of Post or of like what they're trying to do is make it a lot more new brand focused i think they want it to be like they want reuters and they want the new york times and they want newspapers to be on post and they want it explicitly to be a news place it's the website is post.news like i think they really want it to be geared towards that kind of thing which is the exact opposite of what i think something should be but i want them to try it or i think it'd be interesting for that place to exist mm. it seems like not a poor medium even if I mean, that's the thing. These alternate mediums are going to be infected by the type of people who were ideologically driven enough to leave Twitter, because that seems like a, a specific right. kind of person, maybe not 
a happy kind of person. And they almost did it not in response to what Twitter was like, but in response to their fear of what it would become. Because to my eyes, well, Twitter is pretty much I, very similar on, to what Twitter's. It, come on. Twitter sucks, though. It, it sucks. does. You know, you feel bad on Twitter. No, it, it does. And there's not enough good stuff. It's just not. It's like so much less than the sum of its parts. It's just like it is. I do think we should fracture off into our own little websites. That's we what need I think. to be and, in echo chambers. The problem is that we're not in enough echo chambers. That's my theory. I kind of just think there's we're not, not enough the, echo chambers. The echo chambers. chamber I, well, thing is whatever. a fallacy. Why are they, the echo chamber thing is a fallacy, too. That's the like, thing. we're not. These are just websites. It's like we're, we're not in did echo you, chambers. We used to think of we're, we're seeing people we're friends with and aligning with friend. And we're seeing the enemy and thinking they're even more of an enemy. And we're actually not in an echo chamber. We're just on some sort of dodgeball court. And we're, you know, joining up with our side and we're staring at the other side. It's not an echo chamber. That's interesting. No, does every platform for it to be engaging have to have two like rivaling crews? And, and is it boring if there's just one? Like, Pro, do you need to Proverse, have oil and Proverse water together? Gerald. Proverse Gerald. Yeah. Wait, do you want to explain that in case somebody who's not yeah, in Proverse our friendship? Gerald was like, <laughs> it's just, just just a drawing Ethan and I made when we were like teenagers of prawn versus a giant a shrimp versus Gerald. a giant shrimp fighting a guy named Gerald. <laughs> Proverse, Gerald. But it's remained an archetype that we refer to constantly. Yes. Does a platform need to have a prawn and a Gerald, yeah. or will it just be boring? Yeah, you know, you. I don't know. I Reddit. I don't think Reddit has that, and I think Reddit is a very good platform. I think Reddit you is think just it, like it works Reddit because it's, hum, it's a no, good platform. Wow. Well, I must say, more I think Reddit is by far the best platform. Wow. I, I look. I don't. You don't think so? I don't enjoy. Again, this goes back to I'm suspicious of community. I, I don't enjoy what the tenor of the communities often is, but that says nothing, I guess, about how good or bad the platform is. I, you know, I might be letting my. But you can jump around. But the thing is, is like, but you're not like just stuck within one community. Yeah. Like you're kind of just like pop bopping around among a bunch. And I think it's like it could be better at like kind of picking a side in a way or, or like whatever. But I, I don't know. I. In general, I think if we have like these are all just websites that people write for free for. And so we should just admit that yeah. and make a bunch you of get, them. So there's a bunch of different websites. And if you're feeling like post, you go over to post. If you're feeling like you Twitter, get what you pay you go for. On over to Twitter. Hey, here's a line from a yes. movie. I remember Midnight in Paris that we were talking about the uh, <laughs> the the shitty mom of Rachel McAdams character. At one point, judgmentally says when Owen Wilson says something might be expensive. She goes, yep, cheap is cheap. That's something that's, uh, ladies and gentlemen, this has been Ethan remembers. Ethan movies. remembers movies. Cheap is cheap. <laughs> I, I find myself saying it all the time. Um, it's, uh, yeah, it's a, hey, you get what you pay for. That's true. I, well, that's so, okay. This, this well, is another so, theorem thrown out there. I like subscription because okay. I think you're going to pay for it one way or another uh, or another. And it might as well be an honest trade. And, yeah. um, once it's free, Hey Matt, you might you know? Do you ever hear this thing that if um that 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 you uh, that you're not using the product, if you're not paying, yeah, that you're not using yeah, if the you're product, not paying for the product, that you are, yeah, if you're not paying, that, for that the you product. are, you you are you you are, are the, the product. product. I don't know if you knew about yeah, that, yeah, yeah. but that's the well. Now hold on, because that's actually interesting. You sort of said that as if you believe, and I think this is something that I'm trying to like discern from like the crowd of people that annoy me the most on Twitter mm. or whatever, which is that this belief that the rules of Twitter should be fair. Mm. 
or that the things that like 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 what you just said there that you it should be an honest transaction, which I agree with there. But that like this like all that, rules okay, should apply to everybody. I'm that, saying this in general on the internet. I I'm not saying this just about I, I, which I do yeah. agree with. I yeah I, I I agree with that. But I guess there's just this like I don't know this idea of the global public square and that like. You know, good ideas should over should the be bad ideas. Such a marketplace. Such a marketplace. I like v- viewing it as a farmer's market where I go there and yeah, where like I'm buying my ideas and I'm because market nobody in marketplaces think food isn't fighting with yeah. each other <laughs> so that the best food wins. Like that's not happening. What are the different foods for the, the different ideologies? Uh, communism does seem like it would be a cabbage. I don't know why, but that's just on top of my head. I was also imagining cabbages. I was imagining a farmer's market just filled with different cabbages yeah. fighting. Yeah, each other. yeah. Communism is They're a cabbage. Cabbages. Well, okay. libertarianism is uh, uh, unpasteurized milk. I'm not sure what it is. It's something. Talking about farmers markets brings me to the next thing I do want to talk about, which is Gab. Oh, you know I love. You are the craziest person I know. You are the weirdest person, Matt. For those who don't know, <laughs> total NPC. Uh, just goes with whatever the lib du jour. Insane that Ethan calls me an NPC. The lib du jour, whatever, whatever they're all saying, you know, uh, <laughs> he he's with, but he retains this love of gab, um, which doesn't. I feel like it's almost you're signaling that you're not just conventional when you when you take an opinion like that. And yet, <laughs> I'm drawn in. I'm trying too hard that I'm getting piercings. Yeah. I'm like, ooh, look at me. I'm alt. I'm an I'm Yeah, an alt. <laughs> I'm an NPC who loves Gab. Ooh, aren't I confounding? Um, I'm not just the uh, the boring this? Rogan I, listener. I'm the NPC. Me, I'm the NPC. I'm the NPC. I'm, this I'm is not such just the boring. Thing. I was there when NPC was born. I was on 4chan when that was mm. born. Like I saw it happening, and it was the. Uh, oh my god! And it's first of all. No, fuck it. I'm not gonna take the bait on this NPC shit. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's it's gotta be irresistible bait. You you love 4chan and you love Gab, and you're a dyed in the wool, you know, reliable Democrat vote. It's it's. I don't know if there are many people like this in the world. I think you are an unusual person. It's almost like everyone's an individual. Ah, yeah. Are they though? Their own quirks. Isn't that a fallacy? That sounds like something Elon quirks. Musk would say and not oh me. Is what that sounds like. No one is more NPC to me than fucking Musk. He has oh, the most like like middle bullshit like politics rich guy shit. Like he's such a That's fucking not NPC. Like he's the cringiest sense of humor. It's not NPC. He like like he likes the lamest shit. <laughs> oh, I mean, these are all God. criticisms, all right, but it's not the NPC definition. Um, though I have seen what that liberal the, critique you don't of even the, know what an but, NPC I, but I've does. seen that liberal critique of NPC mocking it because. The um, God, this is I just feel so weird talking about Internet culture out loud. It, it feels gross, but um, it's shameful. It's disgusting and shameful because it's low quality and bad. But we all are doing no. it. I'm always ashamed when when someone walks in and I'm on ah, Twitter or when I'm looking. At, I'm just, but I but I've terrible. seen that sort of I, I, I immediately close my browser and put on porn <laughs> so that I can look like a but, fucking normal person. But the NPC meme I've seen, um, I've seen liberals do it back at conservatives where they have whatever the conservatives are repeating and the 
gray-faced Wojak. Is it technically a Wojak, the NPC yeah. guys? Because it's sort of a different look. But um, Some different guy. Yeah. But no, but that's correct because like this is what it does. All of us are just NPCs being filtered into the lowest common denominator tranches that are best for being filtered through the algorithms uh, of these shitty platforms. So that's what we all have to flatten ourselves into. Mm. It isn't a liberal thing being an NPC. Well, it, it did. It came up. It yeah. came up as that. That's what it originally was meant to mock was a mainstream media repeater was what NPC was because there would always be a new current thing. And if you were an NPC, you were obsessed with whatever the media was obsessed with that week and you were talking all about it. And then you'd forget it the next week when they shifted to some other topic. There is some truth to that. There is that type of person. I, I know such people. Um, but I now I'm getting derailed. Um, I just you are not that. By the way, you are you are not actually like that. I'm gonna boomer. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say say this right here. You are not you are not a classic NPC. You are you are not. Um, <laughs> not a classic. No. one. I'm a special little variant. <laughs> but, but you did right, tell yeah. me in the beginning so, that the inflation thing was not happening, and it was. I'm just saying it, it did happen. Well, no, we were talking about <laughs> if inflation was happening, why inflation was happening. <laughs> And if inflation was happening because of, you know, this was the like, <laughs> whatever, is Biden causing inflation? Bond inflation. Like because of the, the Fed or is it because of whatever? Oh, God. I feel like Alex I mean, Jones probably talks, We're talking about, about Gap. talks about Biden and inflation a lot. I don't know why I think that. I don't know. I didn't know he still had a show. That was the most shocking aspect of Kanye wearing the Gimp mask and talking about Hitler was just Alex Jones is still doing that thing. I had no idea. He has a website. Anybody can have a website. Websites rule. Like free speech is fully available on the internet. It doesn't, we don't need to have everyone allowed on Twitter because you can just be on the internet. And this is what I want. I want there to be Infowars.com. I want there to be all these crazy fucking websites like Gab. So talking about farmers markets yeah. brings me to Gab. Here's yeah. what I'm loving about Gab. So Gab is just run by this fucking like Christian nationalist guy. Yep. Just like some man in the middle of Pennsylvania, and he fully embraces, as far as I can tell, being an editor in chief because he—it's the only social network that sends emails from the CEO about like what he's thinking about. Ah. That has like letters, you know, you know, at the beginning of magazines, there used to be like the letter from the editor or whatever, you know, the like here's today's this the the issue this month is about this. This is what I thought was nice, mm. you know, the like editor in chief has their little thing. Like basically, this guy Torbo kind of does that. He sends out emails to like everybody at Gab with just like sermons or like what he's thinking about sure. or whatever and why the parallel economy is better. But and, and so and so Gab is, you know, whatever, filled with anti-Semitic and horrifying sure. right wing sure. shit or whatever. But the I, the uh, the big thing that all these people want, it's like so horseshoe. Like he's like, what we want to do is set up a parallel economy, a parallel Christian economy mm. where we're trade exchanging goods by from one Christian to another. And that's how we, he wants just exit sinful he, he American wants, society like, and make their the own. The mastodon of economy is what he wants. Kind of. Yeah. Well, but, but I think it's, it's, it's simpler than that because you go through <laughs> it's, and like the thing, he, it's the, mass M A S S to Don is what he's got going. 
Masked. Yes, that's good. But, yeah, yeah. So, but what he wants, he's like, he's like, and by the way, it's the Christmas season. So make sure mm. you buy things from proprietors in the alternate, in the parallel economy. And you click through and it just looks like a farmer's market. It's just like fucking people who have like farms and are hand making soap and are hand making like, like doilies and have like pretty signs and like Etsy things. <laughs> they get a, and it's there's a, so a, much a decorative shit on there about uh, like swastika, homesteading. decorative swastika soap. <laughs> Yes, but handmade by another, by a person, another member oh, of your if community. If I can buy that, I'm getting it for you and for the, your birthday. But the whole thing, they're so into homesteading. They're so into like, I th I'm, I think like like to farming, like regenerative farming, like getting away from like big agra and shit like that, which are fully and like for some reason they have like put that in with like liberal What's America. Like, I, I know you're making when a I big point here, but. Do you think there's etiquette yeah, around what kind of soap you use that it would be bad if you had a Jesus soap for the shower because of what you were going to do with it? Because of what you were going to do yeah. with it? You mean like shove it up your yeah, ass? Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like is there is there some sort of rule <laughs> That you're not supposed to do you that. You shouldn't shove Jesus. So on the plus side, you've supported somebody who yeah. a Christian like soap maker yeah. who makes Jesus's, and you're using soap for what you use it for. On the other hand, you're shoving Jesus <laughs> up your ass. So what is that? The right thing is to do? That <laughs> is that wrong? And by what do you mean by the right thing to well, do? I just like morally in the eyes of. I, of God, of that guy God, yeah, I, this guy God loves it when you shove this, a little soap statue of his son up your ass. That's what. The, did you hear about this guy God? He loves when you shove soap statues of his son up your ass. Talking about a guy. Did you hear about this guy? This guy God. He'll kill your enemies and make. <laughs> Have you heard about this guy God? He's kind of great. But wait, what do you mean? Do you, what do I don't you, know because like, I was thinking about what you would make if you were doing a Christian farmers market type of marketplace, and you said soaps, and I was thinking, well, what soaps did you make? And then I thought, well, I, I guess maybe Jesus on the cross. But then I thought, yeah, but you probably wouldn't make that soap. That would be sacrilegious. That would be uh, enraging the Rudy right. Giuliani. He wouldn't be into that, um, and so you wouldn't right. do it because you're gonna rub. But it then I thought, okay, but there's got to be a range of soaps you could make that go. Somebody buys and says, hey, this is something that I like that I'm a fan of, and yet I don't feel like I'm defiling anybody by using it. So I that's the that I was trying to figure out in my mind as you were making some grand point. What's an appropriate shape for soap? Yeah. Like a Christmas if everyone, you made a Christmas like, tree always... soap. If you made a Christmas tree soap, that seems fine. That seems it reminds you of the season right. and nobody's mad about where you're rubbing it. So that's yeah. Right, right. Or like, I mean, the only other shape I've ever had for soap was like a dino egg. Yeah. Did Did you ever get have those where it was like a dinosaur egg soap? And then as the soap like went down, eventually there was a dinosaur. Yeah, toy I, in the middle of we it. Ha I have that in the bathroom five feet from me because my son loves it. <laughs> what a genius oh, idea. Yeah. That's a brilliant a great soap idea. idea. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. These show, these soaps are in the shape of bars. If that answers your question, yep. but I but it's basically I don't know. It's just really funny. It's interesting to me that I think that like many like off the grid hippie crunchy liberals would have a lot in common with these off the grid crunchy ass regenerative horseshoe? farming like homesteaders. Horseshoe is real, and I think that you're getting at it's something, so which is that everybody is afflicted by the same. But the same ennui uh, delivered to them by the internet, even if they're of a different personality type and have a different worldview. It's just a bad internet. It's though, a bad right? world. Oh, All right. I want to switch topics completely. I do too, oh, but I, I want to hear what oh, your topic right. is because I'm working on an article right now. I don't know if it's okay to talk about and say 
who I'm working on it for, uh, but it is it is for the 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 Barry Weiss common sense substack. I don't know if it will come to fruition. I I don't know. I sent a draft in. Mm -hmm. For all I know, somebody's looking at it right now, going, ah, this doesn't measure up. But I feel as though the subject is something that might be interesting to you. And I thought about you a lot as I was writing it. So we can talk about that, okay. or we can talk about whatever you want to talk about. No, no, let's go. I wanted to talk to you about either that or the the other thing that I think you're kind of uh, is on your mind, which is like athletes and teams losing their shirts mm -hmm. in like FTX crashes yeah. and like that sort of stuff. But let's talk about your thing first. They should lose their. I mean, they, I, they I, are athletes are the people who are most well positioned to lose their literal shirts, um, at least. Uh, I think that. Oh, because yeah, those they, shirts all have FTX. Well, that <laughs> number one and number two, they're in great shape, so they need them. They don't yeah, need. Yeah, so it's a pro. They need to take those yeah, shirts off. We all want we them. Yeah, them. Brandy Chastain to make us all feel. Yeah, better. Brandy Chastain that situation. Um, so I am writing an article, an essay, if you will, on the aspects and elements of the right that have turned their back on sports, mostly because they see it as this oh, yeah. vessel for woke propaganda. But it is, to me, a giant instance of the horseshoe. And it's funny to see these critiques of sports and sports culture coming from the right that just remind me of growing up with you and our mutual, fr and right. our mutual friend, Alex. <laughs> and what who hates sports we famously hated sports and thought sports were yeah dumb. that's what you thought even though i was a varsity athlete like come on it was pole vaulting it's not you know <laughs> that's a sick ass sport I mean, yeah but you know it's wrong. not like but you're right no i know what you mean but it's not like one of the main yeah ones. Like, it's not one of the big normie npcs yeah, yeah. <laughs> me and your dad <laughs> talking about the eagles like normies <laughs> as you just sit there and look at awkward yeah, yeah. is what i remember from oh, being a teenager um okay. yeah no i like sports too dad yeah <laughs> <laughs> You're like the artiste kid from Wedding Crashers in that situation. Uh, but but yeah, so I thought sports were dumb and that they're like fascist propaganda. Yes, or yes. Like Noam Chomsky did. I, I actually didn't care that much about that. Part you just of thought it, they yeah, were dumb. I think I like I think that's a fun. You just thought they were dumb. And the person, yeah, and the like, type of person who would think they were dumb is usually a liberal person and probably still the right. case. But um, increasingly. And so I just want to ask what do you think of that horseshoe that um it, it would almost seem it does seem like a horseshoe because i believe if i were to if there were some dsa kids in a march or they were antifa or whatever if you pulled them aside and asked them about their preferences i doubt you would get a lot of sports fandom right there and right. it almost seems that whatever the opposite side of that is, um, I don't know if the Proud Boys are even a thing, but you know what I mean, um, that you're you're starting to see something similar. Well, they definitely are. You think they are? I mean, you just kind of feel yeah, like well, they're a bit of a... The Proud Boys? I think they, haven't yes, they been broken like up? Haven't they been broken up in a successful... I don't think so. I think somehow they're like still around. Gavin McGinnis popped up interviewing uh, interviewing Kanye. I don't know if you saw God, that. Kanye, of it course, was, dude. The fucking... Yeah, it, dude. This, it, little, this cockroach. It was man. an amazing moment. Of course he's going to fucking bottom feed. He, he, he was asking, like, you have to view people as individuals, obviously, even if you know this is true about Jewish people and a group level so when you regard you know meet a jewish person uh, you you treat them as an individual and kanye goes nope <laughs> <laughs> there's something very strange about kanye where his virulent hate-filled anti-semitism is somehow hilarious and i can't explain why 
but he's the most it's not, hilarious. You know, because like so much other anti-Semitism is like rooted in like a bunch of books yeah. that like have been independently published over the decades and like all <laughs> yeah, these arcane is things. Like, but Kanye is just like my lawyers are Jewish and they fucked me. I hate yeah, Jews yeah. Now. It's it's so funny that <laughs> like it's, it's really unstudied. like straight ahead for a man. Like man, fucking these. I Jews. don't know how to talk like, about got, it. No, some of the lines he delivered in his ski mask Hitler rants are the funniest like legitimately <laughs> the funniest lines of the year i i I, it, I don't know what to do with that or what that is but when he's saying things earnestly I love Hitler. he said i love he said i love Hitler. Hitler. he said i love jews <laughs> and i love nazis <laughs> And he was, didn't he say you got a hand into the night? He was like, you got, they gave us the microphone. Oh my God. The funniest is when he was talking about how there's something good about everybody. You know, everybody's got something good about them, especially Hitler. (laughs) 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 The the fact that he didn't even say including that it became, especially, I don't know what is going on where it's so terrible. And yet he's got this weird knack for making me laugh hysterically at it um yeah no, that's how it starts everybody yeah. says you know hitler was hilarious and I that's know. how it he, starts you think it's funny like you, you know we look at him yeah, shouting and it's kind of comic to us it was comic to them the german people found it hilarious right. they found it hilarious and then what happened happened because he didn't yeah because i guess because you think if you do feel like he's just like it's it's ultimately uh harmless yeah. he's just like it's cute or something yeah like yeah and then <laughs> that's how he's just, he's just digging himself into a deeper yeah deeper hole. yeah yeah it's uh but, and he's wearing a mask and he's doing it in this where we're oh yeah right. so what do you think of the horseshoe do you think that the um the the, the ideological right the well, scales what's have fallen right? from what's their so eyes funny? and they're seeing it correctly in a way. Well, but so, but both sides see it as propaganda. That's the thing. That's right? exactly the thing. Which is so funny. So then are both of them just seeing it wrong or are both of them seeing it correctly? Like what, are, or are they both just like, this is American culture being jammed down our throats yeah. and it's more that the right wing is rejecting. Yeah. Well, I think well, main, I'm rejecting American culture wholesale. Yeah. And so now I that's think the right, also what they're the against. right has been banished to the wilderness and they are not of the mainstream. And so they're seeing the mainstream transmitted to them through sports this communal space and they don't like what's being transmitted to them and so the reaction is to in some instances bow out and not participate and i think Mm. that's the position that's the position a chomskyite probably found themselves in in the past which is i don't i'm not really with this culture i'm not really with this jingoistic we need to invade iraq culture and so I'm I'm not participating. But I think the broader question is, um, are they both right that sports are stupid or are they just sore losers? <laughs> sore losers because sports doesn't represent them specifically. Yeah. I mean, like, they're right sports are stupid, but also they're, like, wrong about why. I don't know. Or, like, but, like... Uh, they're just rejecting common culture, right? They're just rejecting the culture. And it's interesting that the right has is seeding this ground that they had yeah. so completely, right? That's what's interesting to you. Yeah. About I think this, I, that... I think a lot of it is interesting to me. I I could have the the challenge right now is that they want the essay to be of a certain length, and I feel and they they want what they want for whatever reasons they have. I'm not saying this is a, a criticism. I don't know what their 
they're in. right all barry weiss articles have to be like divisible by by high <laughs> is that right they all have to be divisible. i believe that if you write something i believe that's the um, i believe that's the standard no i don't i don't know right the, the editor is always right when you write something for somebody else but i do feel it's almost like putting a ship in a bottle just because once you start down this path of this particular topic it was a far richer topic than i had anticipated and i just kept finding well what were you drawn to yeah yeah so what was really interesting to you maybe that you couldn't get in the article or that you could well, we'll know, see like what, what gets what in we'll see what gets in so... but a lot of the scenes right. from the early 2000s and how mainstream oh yeah conservatism depict that depict the one that you were telling me yes. about. yeah so in the article there's uh the scene that was written by john crocker in his book about pat tillman where george w bush is announcing that we're going to war and um, it is getting transmitted on the jumbotron of a football game. I think it might have been all the football games, but this was a scene from a particular football game that Pat Tillman was playing in. Patch me in, patch me into the foot, patch me into the jumbotrons across America. <laughs> was that in. like the actual <laughs> announcement? Patch me. In. He's in the, the, the <laughs> he's in the treaty room. He's wearing his suit, um, and he is announcing that we're going to war. It's delaying the game. So they're all in their uniforms preparing for kickoff. The crowd is is, is in the stadium watching this giant George W. Bush tell everybody that we're going to war. And then he reads from a letter from a fourth grader about how, well, she doesn't want, she will miss her daddy. She understands that it's important for him to go to war because I guess he's in the military and that she will give him to us. Uh, <laughs> and... And everyone in the stadium wars. Not a yes, dry, not, there's not a dry eye on the football. Not a field. dry, <laughs> not a dry eye. That's so crazy. That um, is crazy. Yeah. Well, there's also that thing that they still do, I believe, in like at like NASCAR events where they simulate like a raid on like a <laughs> on like a an, on like an Afghan village. Do you know what I'm talking about? They drive the car Are you familiar into with the village. <laughs> No, like during like halftime or whatever it is between races, the U.S. military will do like a demonstration. Oh, that's awesome. Well, they'll like set up like a fake house or whatever. <laughs> and then someone and then they'll have like military units like do like a military drill that my understanding yeah. is like they'll like raid the house. And then ultimately someone with like an RPG will shoot a rocket and destroy it in the middle of the like race, yeah. <laughs> the raceway. Yeah. And that's like the halftime show or whatever that it's also and everyone like cheers and it's also obviously for recruitment. Yeah. You got to give them something. Do, are these people also denouncing NASCAR? I think that NASCAR pissed a lot of people off because they reacted to the Bubba Wallace um, accusations. Oh, but everybody kind of like that was, was a like, hysteria, oh, right? Like that was a hysteria back then. Th yeah, but like. But like everyone kind of like got what happened there, well, you know, and there I thought that was handled actually decently. Well, that it was kind but of a again, I don't know that was kind of a mistake. And yeah, well, it totally was. But it was like an honest mistake. It was kind of in a way it was kind of funny. But at the end of it, everyone like everyone <laughs> great was cool sitcom. with him. And so he, for those Bubba who don't cool. know, it was Bubba Wallace, NASCAR driver <laughs> who happens to be black as the New York Times parlance goes, thought that somebody had taunted him by leaving a noose. Uh, in his garage and then it turned out that the rope was actually part of the pull system to pull down the garage and close it 
and it was in the other garages, but that was after that they had all marked. And that was just the style of not yeah. that they were and using. And it was after they had all marched right. together and said, this cannot stand. And it, it felt as though at some level, I mean, there's this interesting dynamic where these sports are run by very urbane people who are embarrassed by the fans of the sport at some level and so they really freak out <laughs> even more so well that's i mean it is true i mean this these are like the wealthiest fucking company i mean like well, car like fancy ass talladega nights is, is a depiction like is a depiction of reality in that way where they've got i don't know who the actor is but he was from ally mcbeal and he's uh uh kind of this fancy pants who's trying to do um subvert what ricky bobby's trying to do Underrated movie, by right, the way. Right. Very funny movie. Once again, this is, by the way, Ethan. This is Ethan. This has been Ethan. Remembers <laughs> Ethan movies. remembers movies. Um, I love the little. Uh, so wait, yeah, keep remembering this. Yeah, movie when they, they're yeah, praying but, to but little baby rich. Jesus. I, I, I really enjoy. <laughs> I'm, I'm into that. Um, that's uh, that's great. Uh, I was I was very much derailed. But yeah, it, it seemed like NASCAR immediately um, was ashamed of their sport and they weren't thinking critically enough. And uh, I think that there's been some rumblings that they've turned their back on their uh, their audience. And a lot of that is driven by, as I'm writing the article, a lot of what sports is going through right now that informs how they're positioning themselves politically and ideologically is an inability to create new fans. Sports has sputtered. Sports has stagnated. And right. this was something that I, I don't think a lot of people know. Everybody in the business knows in the business business, I'm not even talking about sports writers, but I don't think that's broadly understood that sports has hit a wall um, in American culture. Right. And that young people aren't watching. it. No, and the this is a classic. The um, the oh, survey data uh, because they, they try to figure these things out in sports business journal is that among eight to 11 year olds, only 15 percent say that they enjoy watching sports on TV um, or any medium. <laughs> They've all right. become you. But that's they've become, all become you. They've all become me. Finally, the generation has caught up yeah. with me. But like, I mean, part of it might be cultural. But you know what I think, which is most of it is just like most young people aren't watching television anymore. Yeah. Well, that's part and of sports isn't going to where that's they are. Part of it, and also they're watching like, video games. But if sports was starting to be like easily broadcasted on YouTube or on even on streaming services, I think you would start getting that audience back. I think the problem is just that like it's on arcane cable services that children don't watch probably don't even know how to operate yeah. the giant remote anymore so like of course like this is that thing where people are like kids just want to watch clips on on social media now that's how they like watching sports and i'm like i don't think so i think that's just the only place they can watch it for free yeah. and easily that's where the, the clips are going and they would watch it if it was easier for them to the watch i think gen that, z i mean these are kids who watch long ass boring live streams of people playing league of legends yeah. i think they will fucking well, watch actual people play sports because kids also play well, and gen z apparently also uh way fewer sports lovers than than millennial and the irony are they playing less sports yes and the irony but it's it's more more so um a, a spectator preference um but yes that that, that as well but the, the mm -hmm. counterintuitive thing um is that it makes sports hungrier for young people hungrier for young people but, but, but it's out of a desperation mm. because it's oh my god why aren't they right. watching what do we need to do how do we need so they start adopting messaging that offends conservative people because it's messaging that's pitched towards young people who are more likely to be progressive and that is there's a business aspect that's roiling all of this um and it's quite fascinating but 
I what something that I didn't know about until I started writing this is that the NHL literally has an advisory board of kids age 13 to 17 that they meet with once every two weeks and appear to take all the advice rather seriously. And people are ask, asking that is very why funny. the end. It's very funny that it's hockey. Yeah. And people are asking. It's also very funny that it's a standing meeting <laughs> that they all go to every two weeks. People are asking, why does the NHL Twitter account sound so woke? And the reason is that they're looking to literal <laughs> children to tell them what to do. Uh, as this old crotchety Canadian game uh, where you get all your teeth knocked out by a hard object. Um, and it was all started by an 11 year old who wrote some suggestions to them and they invited her to the corporate offices and were blown away. And I do, I know some people would say that this is all very open-minded. I'm very much more of the, uh, I'm, I'm more of the Don Draper. We tell people what to think. We don't ask people to tell us what to tell them. And I think that there is something inherently yeah. silly about this. And I don't think that listening to people who have not even had their, their brains formed is necessarily the right way. <laughs> to uh to create a product well just it's really funny that it's the nhl too which is just that the nhl is so desperate that they're turning to children and which (laughs) poor nhl which like that has to be it i mean that's like that one's about to fall off right like nhl isn't well they're a weird one because they're they've been surpassed by soccer um in the united states but they are by far Mm -hmm. the most popular sport in the fake country of canada um and <laughs> yeah that's the thing the only thing they like the nhl should just like i don't know like send like viagra to every canadian like, the, the nhl should just like invest in trying to up the population of canada yeah. they should just try to like just like infuse every Definitely. broadcast with sex yes. to make everyone very horny so that they have more sex and more babies in canada is the only way they're going to get yeah it's famous. not exactly a culture that pulsates sexuality canadian culture it is fascinating <laughs> to me though there's so many cl- there's so many clothes it is fascinating to me though it's a moment of borders are real that you have the border between washington and vancouver and on one side of the border you have people who pretty much is both sides of the border people pretty much look the same sound the same share similar cultural assumptions same climate but on one side Same same weed but you cross the border and everybody gives a shit about hockey. And then on the other side of the border, nobody cares. <laughs> that's a very strange, that's a very strange thing to me. That's great. Cause Canadian culture. So our kids reject our Canadian kids rejecting NHL. I guess so. Right. That's why they brought in the little girl. Right, they brought in the little 11 year old to tell them what to do. Uh, like it's game of Thrones and Lord Marmont or whatever she's called. <laughs> Oh yeah, the the cool, the spunky. Yeah, girl. the little spunky yeah, girl, is, uh... the breakout star. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I that is fascinating. I mean, it is weird. I don't know, rejecting. I but part of it also has to be like that the right wing or is just getting so crazy too that at a certain point, like there, when will their demands be enough? I think that's the thing with anti-Semitism mm. is that there is no. It's a bottom. Weirdly enough, there's the little no, like, girl backstop. demanded more of that. That was something they didn't know how to <laughs> demand fewer Jews <laughs> and a little bit more respect. I mean, the Nazis invented yeah. hockey. That's Nazi the thing. hockey. And so, like, if what, what we're just gonna we're just gonna what, we're just gonna erase the history. We're just gonna erase. This gotta, is the thing. Kids have yeah, no respect gotta, for history. All this bullshit that happened before. Out, of course, they don't respect that Nazis. You got to deal with it. It's like it's not just idealized. You got to take the bad with the good. You know, it's uh, it's got to be. It's got to be what it's got to be. It's um. Hey, but yeah, I don't, I don't know if they can successfully navigate 
how to deal with politics because we keep returning to the same problem, Matt, which is that neutrality seems impossible in many situations. And so you are going to adopt some sort of ideology as the backstop to whatever you are. Yet, I do think there's this hunger for it to be compartmentalized. I think that a lot of people want something that's that's not a part of everything else and they want it to be. Yeah, I mean, there's that's the thing is all everything doesn't have to be all things. Yeah. And I think that like that, I don't you know, so not everything has to be political or like or also that pol politics shouldn't be the main thing that infuses things it, it's it's become the ultimate value mm -hmm. is your is politics well, whereas i think there can be other ideals or bigger ideas that supersede politics that are the things that infuse our culture it's weird uh, that politics has become as the, Matt, the, the main thing as an npc are you now more likely to mm. to um to watch sports because you feel like it's messaging things that you approve of <laughs> Yeah, now that I hear how how much how much they care about social justice, I can't wait to watch it the NFL this season <laughs> on Amazon Prime. <laughs> I love all their signaling. I love uh No, dude, I couldn't I'm like I can I couldn't even get it. I don't even watch the fucking but, World but, Cup, man. That's what like my favorite thing that the NFL does is they do um in breast cancer awareness month, they have the players wear pink gloves. Pink. Do, you, do you are you aware of this? Do you do you see this? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Which and that's I think that foundation is like the biggest like crop. Yeah, shit. I remember like foundation on the, on the I, planet or whatever. i remember there was some questioning of it and i i can't get into all that but i just like the idea of them increasingly emasculating them further in service of this good <laughs> cause and you can't say anything about it and it's like okay the helmet is gonna look like a boob and <laughs> like we're just gonna keep we're just gonna keep going we're just gonna keep <laughs> what is as long as everyone's aware of breast it's cancer, like, that's all that like, matters is the awareness. Um, yeah. So, just be aware so the, but th but that's like a neutral thing. That's a neutral cause. Breast cancer awareness. I think so. I think everybody is cool with. Although people said, "Well, why this? For... Like, why is it more important? You know, for this that afflicts women versus prostate month uh, or what have you?" Um, but. For, the, for a month, the uniforms will have holes in the crotches and everyone's dicks will just flop around for prostate cancer awareness. All right, everyone, flop your dicks out for prostate the cancer. The ceremonial squeeze of the football before we kick it off. <laughs> Some doctor comes out. Yeah, there's a special football that you can put your insert your finger into the asshole of the of the football, and now we're gonna insert the Jesus soap into the asshole of the football to massage its prostate for prostate cancer. The, the uniforms month. look like for look Christians. like hospital gowns to remind people when the when the quarterback <laughs> is taking it taking the hike from the center. It just it looks like what it should look like so people are reminded. He's getting a colonoscopy as he's bent yeah, over. Yeah, it's um I mean that is a fascinating that was another thing I wrote about about how why are we forcing people to fake their beliefs um that there was a an LGBTQ night in baseball, and there were these little, uh, I guess, patches and 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 um, pins that they were trying to get the baseball players to wear. And then some baseball players didn't want to wear them, and there was this freak out about it. But then uh -huh. it gets to okay, the, well, what are we doing here? Because if these guys aren't really down with it, then why are we trying to force them to perform? That's that's not that that's not progress. That's just forcing somebody to perform um something that they don't believe that's um but that's that's been yeah. i guess an example of it i'm trying to remember what it was what these flag pins are I'm looking it up yeah
Well, the, the truth is, Ethan, I think we got to wrap it up, man. We're hitting, we're hitting our limit here. Um, I know it's been fun. Not, we're back. Not, this is also we're back. We haven't even talked about how we're back. I don't. Th- I think that we haven't. Potted I think for it's so, so weird that we have a cult following when we put out one of these a year. <laughs> um, and it's money. it's not exactly well organized. Um, but no, we just do it. Yeah, it's just it, yeah. it it happens whenever, and that's okay. And I think it's very odd. I think it's very odd that people like this, but I'm thankful for it. That Straussaholics. Straussaholics. That's how you know you're a Straussaholic, where you'll even drink this. Drink this, Will. If your favorite Strauss output. (laughs) (laughs) This, this, the most masturbatory of all Sherwood Strauss. Oh, yes. It doesn't get. Is it the most uncut version or is it the most diluted? That's a question to ask yourself as a (laughs) Straussaholic. I think you're I think you're realer with me than you are with on on your other on your other fake ass. That might be true. I just think it's a different. I don't know. I don't know. It's just like a different. It's a different flavor. I think people like. I don't know dark. what people like. You're always talking to people who say they like it, and then I'm surprised, and I don't know what they're keying in on. I think that they like. The truth is, is I think that we disagree about mm. things, but we are friends. That's what people and I want. Think that people like. That's that. what people are into. <laughs> That's what they want. Because I think everybody has someone in their life. Like both, like every a lot of people I know have someone in their life who's like you. Who's you're like, either you a know, Matt or an Ethan. Yeah, you're a Pron or a Gerald. Yeah, you're either a, you're, you're either you know an I mean? Alex like, Jones or a Kanye. Like you're, you know? He's a you know a little bit country and a little bit rock. You're a little bit red pilled. I'm a little bit NPC, but we both have a good. Time. I you know I was annoyed. I was annoyed by South Park uh, doing that whole thing with the Iraq War because they were depicting it almost as. There were two sides and it was all stupid. And I remember at the time just going, no, this is just clearly a bad idea. South Park. Um, but I don't even remember what you're talking about. This is, well, I you just referenced the episode been... of. You, 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 <laughs> yeah, I? I'm a little bit country <laughs> and I'm a little yeah, bit yeah. rock well, and roll. I'm for supporting oh, our troops like I... and I'm for bringing them home. <laughs> I can't sing. I'm sorry. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. It's fucking yeah. Sh- anyway, anywho, uh, yeah, I don't know. Everybody, uh, yeah. I get what you're saying. People want to listen to friends who disagree because nowadays, if you disagree with somebody, then there you can't, you can't, you know, communicate with them anymore. Yeah, it's just not. It's not out there. And also, I think people are just sick of hearing two people who agree with each other. Because also, that's I think boring. we agree on most. I think we agree on most things, though. Well, that's the thing. I think at the core of things, we're just kind of well. It's like both of us have been like twisted by whatever media we consume. I and reject it's, like, that. Drifted us away. To- <laughs> I don't agree. <laughs> <laughs> don't agree. <laughs> don't agree with the idea. That I'm some sort of product of being traumatized. I can't even reason through what's going on in the culture. I hate to tell you this, Ethan, but if you're not paying for the product, dude, you are the product, dude. And you, you are-, are the product of the things that you've been consuming. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I'm suspicious. I'm suspicious of uh, such an argument. I think I'm a perfectly objective arbiter on the media <laughs> landscape who has only been correct about everything. It's only been right every single time. <laughs> every, every. How, what was your, what was your take on the midterms? What did you think was going to happen? I thought what everybody else thought in the media and I was completely, in completely wrong. Did you think what was going to, okay, so we'll end on this. Did you think what was going to happen was going to happen? Well, I was like, I didn't know enough and I didn't like I wasn't like looking into it enough. But you remember, I was like, I still don't think I think people like Biden more than the- I got floored. I'll tell you what, 
what, what's fu- I think okay, so I think you're right about that. That there was more. Biden I think people love. like Biden more than those than the polls show, and I'm confused as to why his approval rating is so low in the polls. I think that's like a weird poll that people aren't that's, talking about. I think most people intri- like Biden more. That's but maybe, a, but it's not showing yeah, up in the polls. That's an interesting one. Um, I think that's. But you said you called away. Florida. Yeah, yeah, definitely called Florida. And yeah, well, Florida. Which, and it's crazy. It's very. It's crazy that Florida is. Now Florida, as I keep saying, is the ag college cow where you can cut a hole in it and look mm-hmm. inside it because they have all their early voting is widely right, available, yeah. so you can to- you could totally see what was going to happen in Florida before it happened, but. Florida was, and I think I even told you before, I said, you know, the question is, is that completely compartmentalized away from what's going to happen overall? And it was completely compartmentalized. It could not have been more compartmentalized. I think DeSantis might have won Florida by more than Newsom won California. I I don't know if that's the case because they might still be counting votes in California. But (laughs) no, I bet you're right, man. Uh, um, it's crazy. I mean, yeah, it's DeSantis, it's DeSantis land. It's just fully. It's, that's that's a fascinating outcome. But you know, the other take I have. You say you got to go, so I don't know. But the other take I have no, is just. Going, that, I don't know. Who cares? I think that where the podcast. Republicans lost was, um, and it's not really part of the narrative, but as far as I could see, was uh, places that were really white, like normie kind of Midwest, New Hampshire. They really underperformed, um, and so. That's an interesting thing that they make inroads in New York City, um, but they lose traction in these places that were thought to be where the Trump revolution was really making inroads. So that's is it just people turning on Trump or the people who had come out for Trump fading away? Like it is like the delusion fading away. (sighs) I don't know. I mean, these are the big questions. And then how do you even disaggregate it from the Dobbs thing? But I don't know. It happened. Nobody cares about the election anymore. Now yeah, we're on to new things. Now it's all Musk all the time. Musk, Trump, yeah, Musk, Trump, Musk, Trump. I, I do think if Musk was born in America, I think he would be running for president. And that'd that, be a like, mistake for not, him. He's not that kind of yeah, guy. Yeah, but I but I think it just like drives attention to like his like, inter- you know what I mean? Like it, it is. It's like politics is the next frontier for him. I think he's and, doing this because he can't run for president. But anyway, I'm being told I'm getting the, the oh, wrap it yeah. up signal. So yeah, yeah. I will uh, I'll wrap it up. Um, well, all right. and yeah. Hell yeah. I've, no, this is great. Ethan, it's great to pod with you again. It's it's great to pod with you as well. And uh, I I can't wait to hear what random people listen to this. That's what I'm always into. Okay. <laughs> yeah, let us know.